0: a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of a Pack-A-Day Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host for today, and you know... It's interesting. We're going to be doing a a little bit of a different episode today. Um, Just given everything that's going on and the big news out there, I'm sure you're all aware of it by now, but uh, the coronavirus is spreading throughout the United States, and the NCAA has already said that no fans will be allowed at any of the NCAA tournament games. The Big Ten has said starting today, Thursday, that... No fans will be allowed at the Big Ten tournament. The NBA has discussed either postponing their season for now or playing the remainder of their games without fans. The Golden State Warriors have already said that they won't have fans at their game. And even the XFL, there's an XFL game this coming weekend that won't have fans at their game. The Seattle Mariners have already moved seven games that were supposed to be played in Seattle in March uh, to a different location. So it's really it's a big thing in the news and it's really, it's affecting the sports world. And, you know, we're in unprecedented territory right now with it. The NCAA has never really done anything like this where they've said no fans. Right. And you've even had the Ivy league. They just outright canceled their, their conference tournament for both men's and women's. So it's really a big deal. Uh, It's something that we really haven't seen before. So, one of the things that we wanted to do uh, in discussing what we were going to talk about is what this might mean for the NFL. Uh, we've already seen some teams, uh, the Saints and the Eagles, I believe it is, that have stopped sending their scouts to pro days due to the to the due to the coronavirus. And what what is it going to mean for the NFL draft? I mean, it's really not that far away. Uh, you know, you're a little over a month away from something like that big event with a lot of people, and ultimately, the the, the grand scheme of things is. And it, Jacob had mentioned this to us before uh, before we we started the show here. It you know, really, if fans can't go to see a selection show, is that really that big of a deal? But you know, what does it mean? And you know, what does it mean for the greater sports world right now? To with everything that's going on and. Um, You know, we're not going to necessarily talk about, you know, the virus itself and what you should be doing other than what Devontae Adams recommends doing, which is wash your hands and wash your butt. Um, But uh, I want to bring in Maggie, Jacob, you know, so really, like I said, unprecedented territory here with all these, you know, sports, you know, either canceling events or not allowing fans in, Uh, you know, Maggie, just your kind of thoughts on you know, what this means for the sports world right now. And again, this is something that I don't think it's going to impact too much of, you know, this is speculation quite a bit here, but um, I don't think it'll impact the NFL regular season as of right now because I feel by that time we'll have some, we'll have a lot of stuff figured out hopefully, but just kind of your initial reactions to no fans at the ncaa tournament you know the nba what they're doing major league baseball and what it might mean for some of these nfl events coming up such as the draft and these pro days
1: yeah i mean i think you kind of touched on it when you said that the hope obviously is that this isn't something that lingers into the fall and into football season um and i think that the way that we ensure that this doesn't linger is by doing what we're doing right now as a country and i I know that it may seem kind of alarmist to a lot of people, uh, maybe especially those that aren't in the susceptible population where they don't think it necessarily even matters if they get it. Um, And I'm not going to turn this into like a little soapbox moment, but just because you as a person don't feel like you are threatened by this disease does not mean that people around you are not a more susceptible population. So even if you don't have symptoms of it, you still are at risk of spreading that to people like your grandparents or your loved ones that maybe have pre-existing conditions. So to me, the idea of canceling this now, as frustrating as it is for fans, you know, I love watching March Madness. I know that a lot of people around the country do it. something that we all look forward to every year, um, especially if maybe you were saving a bunch of money so that you could attend an event like this and then to find out it's canceled. But the repercussions of what happens if something like this spreads throughout the country i think the inconvenience of not being able to attend a game in person more than makes up for that trade off like you'd much rather have to watch the game on tv than to see this turn into something bigger than it than it should be you know if if the united states can get a handle on it fingers crossed like you said everything's good to go for football season and it is weird to think about the draft not being the spectacle that it is, especially in Vegas. I mean, if you're going to have the draft be this big production, Vegas would be the place to do it. So if the draft goes to a you know zero attendance policy at the end of April, that will be something really interesting for the NFL to kind of have to, to counteract. But, you know, the the pro side of that is that maybe this is something that the league can get a handle on so that it doesn't impact the regular season and beyond.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, one of the things, Jacob, that I think is going to be really strange is, you know, like Maggie touched upon, you know, I live in Green Bay where as of right now that I'm aware of, um, there is no confirmed cases of the virus. So I've been going about my daily life, you know, for the most part as if everything's normal and I come home and part of my job is I have to... My job that I work in, we talk about the coronavirus all day, so I hear all about it, and then I come home, and kind of my way to unplug from, you know, everything that's being talked about is by watching sports, whatever it might be. A lot of it's been college basketball lately, and you know, you watch the games on TV, and when you watch it, and the, you know, everything looks normal, you get <clears throat> that feeling that things are normal. But I've got to admit, I'm kind of curious. To see, because it's going to feel so bizarre watching these games that are really important in the sports world, as 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 everything goes. But it's going to be really odd to watch these games that you know are so important and not have anyone there. Like I, I like I wonder what that's going to look like on TV, and you know, just like what do you think that's going to be like, Jacob, watching these sporting events with with nobody there.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. It's a it's an odd dynamic um, because it, this hasn't really happened a whole lot before. I mentioned with you guys pre-show, there was one baseball game like that in Baltimore, and I've read uh, stories from that day, and the players even said it was kind of weird, you know, just to have a game played with nobody in the stands, either cheering or booing or whatever it is that they want to do. Um, you know, I think that that's something, and, and from a TV standpoint, um, I know we talked about it earlier. I'm like, oh, you know boo-hoo, it's going to look bad on TV. I suppose I, I prefer that to the potential spread of a, a potentially deadly virus. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I think that this is unprecedented, like you said, so it's really hard to know what to expect. The hope is that, you know, we get a handle on this thing and they can reverse those decisions soon enough so that people and staff members and all these people that planned on being at these events are, are able to do that. But, I mean, I often say, and I, Jason Perone makes fun of me for it all the time, I'm not a doctor, so I defer to the experts when it comes to these things. Uh, I think that one of the great things about Twitter is that everybody is an expert on everything. You can find experts on football, on medical, on legal, on social platform, anything. And I'm just an idiot. So I don't pretend to know all those things. So if the doctors and, and guys, I work in healthcare, so this affects you know everything that we're doing. Every five minutes, I feel like we're talking about a new development for the coronavirus. And uh, for me, I don't do patient care, so I cannot be in these buildings. My job is to do you know marketing for for my company, and I'm not really allowed to do that. So it's. It's something, though, that is it an inconvenience for me? Yes. But ultimately, if the Illinois Department of Public Health says that's what we need to do, they're getting that from somebody above them, then those are the doctors. Those are the medical professionals. That's what we need to do.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, again, we it, it's one of those things. You know, You hope that the hope is that it'll be fine. And, you know, obviously, we're not in any way experts, like Jacob said, on the coronavirus. And we don't want to... Focus. The focus of this isn't to be on what it can do and whatnot, but just kind of the the oddity of of what it's creating for the sports world. Uh, you know, you know. I know Italy has been completely quarantined. They've been a lot of uh, soccer games. I know. Uh, you know, in in Europe as a whole, have been being played for the last couple of weeks without fans. Uh, so it's really interesting to see what it does. And um, but I mean, you know, bringing it back to you know, the Packers a little bit and, and the, you know, the NFL, you know, this idea that, you know, I would assume my, my assumption would be that the NFL is at at some point right now, Maggie, they've got to be talking about these upcoming events with the big one being the draft, because I'm trying to think, and if you guys know, I'm, I'm trying to think outside of the draft and these pro days, the next big thing for the NFL would be, I mean, they've got mini camps and whatnot, but something for fans to come to is probably, what, training camp in, in July? Is that correct, outside of the draft? Um, but, I mean... Well, the
1: Packers have their Hall of Fame induction.
0: Okay, so, so teams will have certain Hall of Fame inductions. Um, but I guess as far as the NFL as a whole, you know, you're looking at outside of the draft, you're looking a little bit down the road here. But, uh, you know, I guess... I guess, do you guys think that the NFL will not allow fans at the draft? I mean, what what is kind of your opinion based on what we're seeing right now? Everybody seems to be erring on the side of caution. Do you guys, Maggie, do you expect the NFL to take the same approach? I mean, they, now granted, they've, got, they've probably got about another month before they maybe have to make a decision, but do you think they're erring on the same side of caution as the rest of the sporting world?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if I had to gamble right now, I would say that the draft will not have an audience. Uh, But like Jacob said, it's really early to tell. And since the draft is, you know, another month and a half away, about six weeks out now, if all of these protective measures, such as, you know, eliminating audiences from things, do allow the U.S. to kind of rebound from this in a way where they feel like everything is under control, then maybe it becomes a conversation where the NFL is like, you know, it's like an at your own risk thing where yes, you can come. But I think that there, there's still going to be protective measures. I would think place for at least a couple months, even if things do seem like they're under control. Um, But I think it's going to be one of those like best judgment. How are we looking as a nation at that point? And I think the NFL will also have to weigh some pros and cons, you know, like this is a big moment for a lot of these guys and you don't want to take that away from them, especially the thought of like being a first round pick and what that means for you. Um, but you also don't want to go and then get a disease that makes you very sick the day after you get drafted. So it's There's a lot of, you know, upside and downside to thinking of this. And as much as I feel for the athletes that aren't playing in front of audiences and, you know, the guys that, might be impacted by decisions uh you know like on draft night. nothing is gonna take away the moment from you at this point, like you still will have the experience of being in the tournament, you still will have the experience of being drafted, and I know maybe the audience is part of the experience, but you still get to have that moment. It's just being done on a smaller scale in a way that hopefully protects you long term. I guess that's how I'm like trying to optimistically look at it,
0: yeah. Well, it, n- needless to say it 'll be interesting to see how things unfold over the next several weeks um, with you know the NFL and other sporting events um, you know around the world and especially here in the united States so well let 's move on to something uh, less coronavirus um, so if uh, <laughs> bad transition, forgive me um, so as as of right now, when you are listening to this um, More than likely, you know that Jimmy Graham has now been released. Uh, We had talked about it last week uh, on our podcast that um, that was the intention. It's now official. Jimmy Graham no longer with the Packers after two seasons. Uh, So, And honestly, I don't know how I missed it. I asked Maggie and Jacob. They said it was just a me thing, um, (laughs) which is – very is. yes and and uh, yes uh but uh free agency snuck up on me that's starting what the monday is what the tampering period and then what teams can start signing what is it wednesday Wednesday, so less than a week now. yes so really we're we're under a week now from free agent signing so um there's been lots of talk about going after um austin hooper at the tight end position uh jacob one of the things I kind of I'm I'm interested to see especially if they go after Austin Hooper. He would be the fourth free agent tight end in the last 5 years that they've signed. Is that right? With Correct. with you had um Cook and then Martellus Bennett and Jimmy Graham obviously. Austin Hooper would be the fourth fourth guy in 5 years. Thoughts on the tight end position in free agency. It hasn't gone well so far for the Packers.
2: Yeah, Hooper would be different than anybody that they had signed. I don't think Austin Hooper is this game-breaking player. Like, nobody's going to confuse him with Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, but he is a really consistent player. The question you're going to have is, is he going to be worth the salary that he ends up commanding? And the answer to that in free agency is almost always no. So the question that you really have to kind of ask is, do you want the player or not? Uh I am kind of lukewarm, I guess, on the idea. But I don't love the idea that the alternative that a lot of people are suggesting is to just hand tight end one to Jay Sternberger and let him roll with it because he's played 50 snaps or something like that. I mean, I love Jay Sternberger as much as anybody. I ranked him above Herb Smith in last season's Cheesehead TV Guide. You can look at just about anything um, that I've said on Jay Sternberger, and I'm very high on him. But the reality is, He's a second-year player that essentially red-shirted for most of last year. Uh, the Packers could stand to add at that spot. I don't think the – you know, I think what happens is we as fans, we get locked into these ideas that these are what the team needs right here, one, two, three, four, five. And if they add something from outside of that, then it's not going to help the team. Well, that's not true. Uh, now – Is Austin Hooper going to be worth the money he gets? Not necessarily. Does he help this team? Are they better with Austin Hooper next season? Absolutely. So he's younger. He's ascending. He's not a jack wagon like uh, one of those tight ends that you just mentioned, whose name I've promised to never say again. So there you have that for those things. If they sign him, it wouldn't be my first choice, but it's something that it does make Green Bay better in twenty twenty.
0: Well, and Maggie, shifting now just the idea of free agency, we saw Kunst really big splash last year. Both Smiths, um, uh, Billy Turner, Adrian Amos, uh, something that we weren't really used to seeing under Ted Thompson. Uh, So we saw the big splash last year. Obviously, there's plenty of free agents out there that can help Green Bay fill holes, holes that they need um but when you talk about free agency a lot of one of the realities Green Bay has to face is as much as I love the city that I live in and the team that plays here is if you're a young 25-year-old athlete and you <laughs> could go to Los Angeles and play for someone out there or come to Green Bay where you know winter doesn't end until May 4th, um, you know, there's the reality of you might have to overpay a little bit for certain players uh, to get them to come here. So what do you, I mean, would you be surprised if Gutekunst didn't make any moves in free agency or I mean, because I, I, I feel like there's some expectation after what he did last year. And how close Green Bay got this year to the Super Bowl that they're really not that far off. So I feel like there's like almost this expectation that he's going to make a signing. But I mean, is that reality within Gutekunst and the salary cap and everything? Looking
1: at this team right now, I I do believe what he said when he said he wants to be in every conversation. I don't think that that's changing. I I do 100% believe that he's in the conversation right now for Austin Hooper. I think he's in a conversation about Corey Littleton. I think that he's doing his due diligence on a lot of these players to see what contracts look like. I would think that he's trying to crunch the numbers on a guy like Brian Villaga, who, you know, now just yesterday it was reported that he's maybe in the market of $12 million a year instead of maybe what people were thinking at nine or 10 million. So I think there is a lot of that going on where he is looking at ways that he can improve the roster. But I think that the signings or at least what I'm thinking will happen this year is we'll see a lot of the $5 million contracts or less. So they're not going to be the guys that break the bank like a Corey Littleton. It'll be somebody like Michael Pierce from the Ravens. Who's like a $5 million guy and comes in and becomes a key piece or, you know, in the same way that he picked up BJ Goodson to play opposite Blake Martinez. B.J. Goodson wasn't like a lights-out, explosive free agent that like f- kind of exploded onto the scene, but he was a guy that that played a role. And I think in that same vein, releasing Jimmy Graham to me kind of opens the door for Koons to bring back the guy like Mercedes Lewis. I think that these are going to be the pieces that he he contributes to the roster by mixing his his vet presence. And then with a strong draft class, I think this team... I thought they were really close last year, and they, they were one game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, you can really get closer than that aside from winning yet get to the Super Bowl. So I think you know swapping out a couple of key pieces like a Mercedes Lewis and then drafting a tight end to complement Jay Sternberger, I think those are kind of the more expected moves, at least that I would think this year.
0: All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see, nonetheless, how it plays out. Um, we had the big signings last year you know I wouldn't expect it to be a norm every year that you know big names will be coming to Green Bay but definitely something to keep an eye out for and the fun thing for us is we are situated so well that um well this time next week we'll be talking about all of the fun free agent signings, or maybe lack thereof. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what Green Bay does. I do believe uh, the, the one thing, Maggie, you said, and, and uh, that Brian Gutekunst was very adamant about being in every conversation, and uh, he proved to me that that is true in reality with him when he, the Packers were attached to a Beltrade during the middle of the season. It was a position I did not think that, like, of all the things, I was like, why? But uh, again, no, I think it just goes to prove that he was being very honest when he said every conversation, we're at least going to be in the conversation. So it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Well, we're out of time for today, guys. Uh, real quickly, before we wrap up, uh maggie jacob people want to follow your guys work get in touch with you maggie how can people follow your work
1: you can find me on twitter at maggie j loney l-o-n-e-y i also write two times a week for cheesehead tv and i podcast with perry goldstein for packs what she said podcast
0: awesome and jacob people want to follow you uh get in touch with your snarky comments on twitter they can do that how
2: you can find me and my snark at Jacob Westendorf. I spend a lot of my time making fun of Nick these days. So might get to do that in person this weekend, so that might be fun. Yeah. Uh, you can check out uh, my work. It's over at Packer Report, which is at Packer Report 66. I write twice a week there.
0: Yes, and if, if any of you are wondering just the amount of snark that Jacob has, we uh, have text conversations every week about what time we're going to record, <laughs> what we want to talk about. And there was a topic suggested that I was like, man, I I could not, like, have that conversation. So I was like, I said, I sent back in the group chat, you two are much smarter than I am. And Jacob's response was, I'm having that message blown up and framed, which I would expect to see on the wall behind him here as we talk in about the next two to three weeks. So, um, well, with that, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, With the virus, you know, be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. Listen to Devante Adams. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, just stay healthy don't feel healthy, don't go to work you know, get better focus on taking care of you and enjoy all of these sporting events, especially March Madness even if there's no fans there, enjoy watching the games I'm sure it'll still be fun even if the atmosphere isn't the same so with that, thank you so much for listening everyone, and as always Go Pack Go!